0: i'm alex and i'm steph and this is not today
1: hey (laughs) you like that
0: yes that was good new intro love it
1: love it Oh, what happened this
0: week? What the? I stole heck? your thunder. I stole your question.
1: Yeah, what did we do this week? Um, well, we went on a hike. We We walked. <laughs> what we walked. because what else can we do <laughs> in this apartment? And we bought fish. We did. I got um this fish and chips from this place that was right at the trailhead of our hike. Do
0: you remember what it was called?
1: Malibu seafood.
0: Malibu seafood. It was good. Shameless plug. I mean, it was was good, good. but
1: it, it also like the fish and chips were so greasy. Oh, but so good. But so good. Yep. Yeah. And other than that, you know, doom scrolling. (laughs) That's yes. That's indeed doom scrolling. What we've done (laughs) this week. What have you done this week? Do you know anything else?
0: Oh, I, uh, I had PT, as I believe I mentioned.
1: Did I don't I know. mention
0: it here. I don't know, but uh, it's amazing did. to me how fast it worked because I guess what was wrong is that my joint itself was tight instead of the muscle. So they just literally like pulled my leg, love that, quite literally, yeah. and it like loosened it up, and I feel better. So yeah, it was really strange how quickly it worked. Sure. Moral so, of the
1: story is we're bored.
0: Yes, we're bored. And if you have, you know, pain in your leg, have somebody pull your leg. Just
1: pull it. Just pull it. Yeah, you're pulling my leg. How
0: hard could it be? Hey, guy,
1: you're pulling my leg. Yeah,
0: these people only go to school
1: for like, what, eight years? (laughs) What do they really know? These PT people. Right. So let's just stick our friend Kaylee right in the heart. Yes, Kaylee. Um, what do you even do? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's, okay. let's get That's into the joke. Let's get into the story. <laughs> so um, this week we are talking about uh, a guy named Ross Capicchione. What? Ross? <laughs> Can Cap- you say
0: that last name
1: again? Ca- um, I practiced actually. Cappuccioni. Cappuccione. Cap- I'm
0: Capiccione. um. Cappuccino. I it feels.
1: It feels I'm Italian. Calling
0: this guy, Cappuccino, for the rest of the episode. Do you see the villain?
1: No, he's the survivor.
0: Oh, okay. We can't do
1: that. Can't make fun of him. Damn it. Um, but I, I'm. I don't know why it feels Italian to me. I don't. Cappuccino. I don't really know. It kind of does, right? Yeah. Ross Cappa County. That was terrible. <laughs> let's, let's please <laughs> you should for, just lean into it. Let's just forget you just that just happened. Lean into it. Anyway, all right. Well, so Ross um, was or is. Uh, was is was is actually I don't know. It's anyway, our story—he's alive. Our, story, he's alive. our story takes place in 2007 in Macomb, Michigan, which is a suburb outside of Detroit. And boom,
0: boom, whoop, whoop! Yeah, shout out Michigan—the old stomping grounds
1: from Michigan. So yes, love that. Um, yeah, so Ross was 17 years old at the time. Um, he was a junior in high school. He was a skater kid, you know, riding his skateboard all boy. over. He was a skater boy. He said, "See you later, boy." Um, and he described himself as quote, "Punk shit." So, punk
0: shit, love yeah. it.
1: Yeah, he. Love
0: it. 2007.
1: Mm-hmm. What a year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Does anybody remember that year? Isn't that the year, year that
1: Britney Spears shaved her head?
0: Pretty, yeah. pretty sure. I have, I have no idea. Almost certain. Um, Iconic.
1: Yeah, but so, um, you know, Ross apparently hung out with, you know, a really rough crowd, and I think they were into drugs, and, you know, at at least... Okay,
0: but like, what kind of drugs?
1: I don't know, to be quite honest, because, um, and this could be, you know, just straight up false, because I read it on Reddit, because you know Mm, you gotta you read stuff you gotta read stuff on reddit but there was this post that was like oh yeah i went to high school with the kid and he was in a really rough crowd and they would you know they were into a lot of drugs and blah blah blah. but he's a really nice kid so i don't know if that's true or not but anyway that's just what i'm telling you like
0: if they're just smoking weed like
1: come on come on (laughs) yeah i (laughs) don't yeah i i actually don't know um what drug but you know if they're like shooting up heroin there's a difference yeah not great i mean okay well the moral of you know the story is he was in a rough crowd at that point rough crowd yeah so um but you know they're all skater skater boys so i guess they're all getting together getting along you know hanging out yeah um and so one day one of ross's close friends asked him for a ride to visit his cousin in detroit and this kid was friends with ross for like 10 years at this point um and sorry how old are they so ross is 17 and i believe this kid is like 15 okay and actually this kid doesn't have a name at all throughout the story so we're just going to be calling him this kid because he's a kid 15 years old let me
0: give him a name
1: um sure what would you like to call him tony 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 and ross all right yep so tony um asked ross um to give him a ride to the west side oh no 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 he wants to go to the east side but basically ross asks tony if he needs to go to the west side or the east side and his friend told him that he needed to go to the east side which set off some alarm bells for ross um so ross described the east side you know in his words as a third world country he said it's beyond rough and the police won't even get out of their cars they won't pull you over and he said that if there's gunshots, they'll just wait until everything is clear and then come and pick up your body. Like, that's just how he described it. So, you know, his friend's like, drive me to the east side. And he's like, like, no. How about no? He's like, dude. Don't do that. No. Um, So, yeah. So he told his friend no. And he said that he didn't have any business being on the east side and he wasn't going to drive him. Um, But, you know, Tony kept pestering him um but ross stuck to his guns and told the dude now he was like no i'm not going to the east side and of the been th-
0: friends since they were like five and seven
1: yeah they said he said at this point they'd been friends for about 10 years so damn yeah so throughout the next week in school his friend continues to pester him and asks him multiple times but every single time ross said no because he said he just had a bad feeling about it um but you know, his friend finally broke him down when he said that he'd give Ross thirty dollars for gas, and so Ross, you know, just due to his constant begging, he was like, Fuck it, fine, I'll take you to the east side. You're my friend, it'll be fine, right?
0: Gonna get some money. It's a gonna great get some business deal. Thirty bucks. Yep.
1: And I'm gonna take my friend on a drive. You know?
0: To the east
1: side. To the east side. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, okay, so June sixth. Um, rolls around and that's the day that you know he's going to drive him to his cousin's house on the east side of detroit and so they go to school that day and all seems normal um, and they get out of school and ross drives them to the gas station and his friend as promised gives him 30 dollars to fill up his car and so they do that and then they go on their way to this dude's cousin cousin's house yes yep um so ross said as soon as he got off the exit for where he was going on the east side of Detroit, he immediately felt a really bad feeling. He was like, it's super eerie, just got a really bad feeling in my gut. So, you know, he's a little nervous, but at this point he's in deep. I mean, I guess he could have turned around, but he's not going to at this point, you know? So he said he knew he should not be there and it was in the middle of the day. So, you know, broad daylight, it was a nice day. There were people out walking and I guess that kind of eased his nerves a little bit. So. They're driving for a little while with his friend directing him where to go. Um, And finally, his friend tells him to turn off of the main road onto a side street um, to this house that's all beaten up and looks really sketchy. Um, And his friend tells him to just pull around the back.
0: Pull around the back of the house? Yeah,
1: he's like, this is my cousin's house. Pull around the back. (laughs) But it's like this sketchy, beaten down house. And Ross is like, um.
0: Is it your cousin?"
1: well that's what he's that's what he's saying, so he sees that there's like a caution do not enter sign um but you know he said he knew he knew this kid for so long that you know it's not so great of an area in Detroit, so that would kind of explain the appearance of the house. He's just trying to rationalize you know the appearance of the place where he's trying to drop off this kid or whatever, so sure. So they pull off um, the road to this like little grassy area with a fence, but there were houses right behind it. And it was in the middle of nowhere, but like, I mean, not in the middle of nowhere, but it was like, you know, kind of pulled off of the side of the road, off a little side road. Mm -hmm. So it was a little secluded, but still like felt close enough to people that he didn't feel super unsafe being there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So the two of them then get out of the car and After only a couple of seconds um, of looking around, Ross said he heard a super loud gunshot. Um, He said his ears were ringing. It was so loud. And the first thought he had was, damn, that was really close. Um, And then after that, he glanced down and saw that his arm was hanging off right above his wrist. Oh,
0: dude. Yeah. His arm or his hand?
1: Well, his his like from his forearm down to his hand so i guess his hand was hanging off but it was like still part of his arm it wasn't just the hand oh bro yeah and you
0: need a hospital my dude
1: (laughs) you don't even know the half of it my guy so um yeah so he glanced down at his hand he sees it hanging off but at first he didn't register that that was actually real um and you know because he's still completely in shock but he described it like it was hanging off like a zombie like a zombie's arm
0: that's what it sounds like
1: yeah um so it took him a few seconds to like shake off that you know shock and then he realized what was actually happening and happening and he was like what the fuck did he so he sees the blood rushing out of his body and he looks up to see his friend standing just a few feet from him pointing a shotgun at him
0: whoa dude (laughs) yeah this little bitch
1: yeah no chill Tony lured
0: him all the way out after they had been friends for 10 years Mm -hmm. and
1: shot his arm off. He's going to do more than that, but well, he's got another shot, right? He's yeah, for sure. Um, so he then asked his friend, did you shoot me? And right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. This is not funny. The way you said it. Dude,
0: (laughs) bro. Did did you you shoot shoot me?
1: Dude. (laughs) Not cool. Not (laughs) kill my guy. Um, So, yeah. So, he's like, did you just shoot me? Like, what the fuck? And then right after that, he hears a second bang. And the kid shot him a second time, but this time through his chest. So, yep. So, it's a shotgun, remember. And he's only a few feet away. So, he's shot through the chest. Dude.
0: His chest shouldn't exist anymore.
1: Yep. Whoa yep he said it was he said it was like he he well when he was telling the story he used a couple of different size references when he was talking about the hole in his chest but first he said like a soup bowl like a soup a soup bowl bowl sized shot in his chest yeah yeah Yeah. so that's about right yeah right that checks out so um so you know he drops to his knees and he can't breathe or see Um, And he said after that, he remembers being on his hands and knees and then feeling the barrel of the gun press against his head. And um, he said that it felt like the barrel was shaking on his head, but he smacked it away from his head. But in that moment, there was a third shot. And even though it wasn't directly at his head, it's from a shotgun. So it sprayed and still managed to get a good portion of the top of his head. So now he has a sh- gunshot to the head, pretty much, mm-hmm. a chest, and his arm is hanging off. So he blow. is shot three times.
0: He is a literal zombie.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. Holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So he said um, it still got his head pretty good, but it didn't blow my head open like a watermelon. That was how he described it. Um, so Ross was shocked when he realized that he was still alive and got some sight back. Um, And all he could see from the ground was um, this kid who shot him just staring at him. Um, And he said he didn't know what was going on with his head or his other two injuries, but at least he was still alive and able to move. So when Ross looked up at this kid, he comes over to him and hits Ross in the face with the butt of the gun and knocks his teeth out.
0: Tony's not done.
1: (laughs) No, because he's obviously he's trying to kill him, you know?
0: Yeah. So when he sees what? Come on, dude.
1: Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's a bit of an overkill for me, but (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, he sees that Ross is still alive somehow, and he, you know, goes over to him, hits him in the head with the butt of the gun, and knocks his teeth out. So now he's bleeding also from his mouth, which is just great. Um, Yeah, like,
0: Ross doesn't need any more problems right now. No, he really doesn't. He's got enough.
1: He's got enough. Um, Yeah, so Ross falls backwards, um, but miraculously, he can still see at this point. Um, And then the kid starts digging through his pockets for his car keys um, and Ross ends up flipped over onto his stomach. And when he looks up again, he just sees his Jeep commander driving away. So, you know, in that moment, he said to himself, either I stay laying in this spot and die or I try to get up. You know, you have two options. You either die or you try to live. Um, and you know, he, he chose to try because survival instinct, baby, you know, yeah. that's like, wow,
0: podcasts, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. So he tries to push himself up with the one intact arm he has left. Um, but he falls back down and he said with no left arm to use a hole in the chest, the size of a soup bowl and a mashed up head. He wasn't doing very well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Which I is would say that's a fair assessment, An Ross. understatement. I <laughs> not <doing> too well.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but he kept trying. Um, and after a while of failing to pull himself up, he decided he would try one more time. And as he began pushing himself up, he said he felt arms from underneath him pick him up. Whoa. And um, he said that as this was happening, he kept swinging his arms behind him to try to grab the person, but there wasn't anyone there so this is guardian some angel guardian angel shit let's for go yeah. let's
0: go guardian angel for <laughs> ross
1: yeah so um yeah so now he's standing up like a zombie being held up by god only knows what and then god himself yeah literally god only knows what um so then he feels a shove from behind him to push him forward and there's no one there which is like hello knock knock what the heck oh there's some woo woo <laughs> some woo woo shit um. Yeah, so he gets a shove from behind him, and he, he made it about seven or eight feet and then fell straight back down. Um, and he fell onto his stomach. And at this point, he's thinking to himself, okay, I made it as far as I can go Um. because, you know, he said the pain was unbearable. Um. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and relax a little bit, <laughs> which is no, like, no. No, don't do that. No, Ross, don't do that. <laughs> but
0: Sorry, dude, can't do that.
1: Right. Yeah, so he closes... Oh, excuse me yeah so he closes his eyes and um he said he felt the pain start to go away which is not a good bad sign bad sign yeah um
0: yeah. do not walk towards the light ross yeah walk seriously. away
1: yeah you should not Stop be feeling that. no pain yeah. after getting shot no pain. in the head and also hit in the teeth
0: yeah no i'm just agreeing yeah shouldn't yeah. shouldn't be feeling no pain um you know please live is it Ross?
1: <laughs> Ross, XOXO. I know live. it
0: happens, but, you know, we're rude for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um. So, yeah, so he closes his eyes, and he said he felt the pain start to go away, which made him freak out and wake himself back up because he knew that he shouldn't feel that. Right, okay. Yeah.
0: So we're we're all on the same page. Oh,
1: yeah, we're all on the same page. Amazing. But, you know, in that moment, he's like, this feels good, but also, holy shit, I'm dying. But this feels yeah. good, but holy shit, I'm <laughs> dying. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, so, and he, he totally knew what was happening. Um. So he... He knew he was dying, but it was really hard to fight that feeling since he has lost a just a lot of blood and really yeah. really fast so seriously yeah so um, he said he heard his voice in his head say, "Hey man, wake up, you're dying.") <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't add to that. No, that's, that's fantastic. pretty
1: good. In my hey, imagine.
0: dude, you're dying. Hey, dude. Hey, this is your inner being talking to you, and you're dying.
1: Hey, dude, you're dying. Please
0: add ambulance to your shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah. So luckily Ross managed to fall right on the side of the road. And as all of this is going on, he hears a man running over to him and screaming, Hey, Hey. And there was actually a probation officer who was at a stoplight that saw him fall out of the, this like little, you know, grassy area and onto the side of the road all bloody. Cause remember, this is the middle of the day. So, right. this is broad daylight. This dude just happened to be at the stoplight and sees him. And has to have heard the gunshot, right? I mean, yes, or but... Or maybe see the
0: car drive away?
1: Sure, maybe, but, I mean, you know, like we said in the beginning, it you know, gunshots on the east side of Detroit are not, you know, few and far between. So, you know.
0: Yeah, but, I mean...
1: Who knows? He heard
0: it. Yeah, he heard Andrew it. Heard He's. It. I mean,
1: probably, and he saw him fall on the side of the road. What more do you need? So, so he starts running over to Ross, and, um, yeah, so... The man runs over to him and, you know, puts his hand on his back and he's like, it's okay, the ambulance is on his way, don't close your eyes, just stay with me. Um, And then Ross remembers being put on the stretcher and he said the facial expression on the, one of the paramedics that was putting him in this, on the stretcher was like, just not good. (laughs) He's, he was like, he was in complete shock, it was the worst thing you know, the worst facial expression you ever want to see, you know? From a paramedic. From a paramedic. You know,
0: like, these are the people who are supposed to, like, keep calm, know what the I fuck know. they're doing. I mean... This he... is the equivalent of, like, seeing a flight attendant sweating oh, on a God. flight. That is... As you're experiencing turbulence, you're like, oh, shit. We're not doing good.
1: Yeah, when and, like, you... like, the
0: people who are supposed to run shit are also not feeling that right.
1: way. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's very true because when, um, when I was little, I was just deathly afraid of thunderstorms for some reason and my dad loved them and he would always like stand he would like go outside and like look up at the sky and like listen to these thunderstorms and I always thought that was crazy but it like gave me a sense of peace because you know he, at least he was calm so it was like oh he knows a lot about thunderstorms so I shouldn't be worried because he's not worried but right. then the
0: projection of calm
1: right but then I was in the this um petting zoo with my family and we got caught in this like terrible terrible thunderstorm and we were underneath this like you know just what looked like a circus tent kind of like but small not really a circus tent just like a picnic area and it was like the worst storm you can imagine being out in and it was like the lightning was right above us and my dad was so scared like he like he couldn't even hide it on his face and i was just this little kid like watching my dad be scared of a storm and I was like, holy shit. Like, and we had to run. We literally had to like sprint to our car. It was intense. It was scary. But anyway, yeah, I couldn't imagine being a paramedic <laughs> and like having to be just stone cold, not react to anything. Could you imagine?
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if, if I roll up on a dude who has his hand hanging on by like a strand, a hole through his chest and on the, the size of a bowl.
1: And no teeth
0: no teeth and then also you know the cherry on top his head is kind of shot off
1: zombie looking ass
0: a little good yeah what was his quote (laughs) it's like
1: hey man you're dying you're dying (laughs) um
0: yeah the paramedic seems to agree with his facial expression
1: for sure but i mean like think about what they do on a daily basis they are literally like the the first responders like you know they have to get the people that are in the worst state of their life like if you see a paramedic you're not doing great you know no not doing great no um but yeah i just had to throw that one in there but at the at the same time you know he's he looks just terrible looking at ross but he's telling him that he looks great he's like you look great everything's fine oh, yeah. because Project you know that superheroes right absolutely um so yeah so he said the ride to the hospital felt like he was in a movie um he said that he actually felt like he was seeing the ambulance from the outside from him like riding associated yeah and he said he saw the ambulance from the outside as if he were like riding a skateboard next to it and Mm. like filming it as it was driving down the road so that's like how he described the like the ride to the hospital whoa okay trippy um but you know if you think about it he literally is dying like fast
0: yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how quickly he's losing blood.
1: Yeah, and he said when they got to the hospital, he saw his legs come out of the ambulance and everyone panicking around him, and then everything went black. Um, and actually, when he arrived to the hospital, he was pronounced dead.
0: Oh, that's freaky. Mm-hmm. So he goes black as he's pronounced dead. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: hmm Yep. Okay. and. Yeah, so he's pronounced dead.
0: how do they turn this
1: one around? What's going to happen in this one? Um, Yeah, so he didn't have his ID or anything on him. He was just a John Doe at this point. So the paramedics told the doctor that he was gone because, you know, he's dead. And um, the doctor said no. And he was like, I'm here. I'm going to try. So... Damn right, doctor. Yeah. Doctor... Doctor... The first doctor that popped in my head was Doolittle, but that's not right.
0: Dr. John Doe.
1: Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, he said, I'm, I'm not going to let this kid die. I'm going to keep trying. And they revived him. And, um, then they performed a successful heart surgery and hooked him up to a ventilator. Um, and then after surviving the next 24 hours on the ventilator, they moved him, they moved on to fixing his arm and his head. Um, and then our friend Ross woke up three days later. Whoa. Yeah. He did it. He did that thing. Yeah.
0: After a heart surgery... And a ventilator and, and a chest a, surgery, a little and quick coma,
1: reattaching his arm and his skull, <laughs> oh, and Jesus. yeah, he was in, now he was in bad shape. Um, so when Ross woke up, he said all he could see was white. You know, as he's regaining his vision, and he thought he was dead. He was like, "Oh shit, I'm 17 and I'm dead. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> this is terrible."
0: Is so, that, that a direct quote? <laughs> what the fuck?
1: No, he said. He said uh, shit, I'm 17 and I'm dead. That was his quote.
0: (laughs) I love, I love Ross's quotes. I know. Ross is great. He's actually a,
1: a really good storyteller. Um, but so then as he's, you know, regaining his vision, it all starts to come back all at once. And he sees, you know, the curtains and his oxygen tank, and he realizes that he's in the hospital. And, um, he said he was tied down to the bed because he had, you know, a breathing tube in his throat. So, you know, he started freaking out and, you know, whatever. And so the nurse that was in the room, as as soon as he woke up, she starts screaming, he's he's awake, he's awake. And the other nurses and doctors start running into the room. And then, oh, no, she runs out to get the nurses and doctors, and then all, all of them rush in all at once. And they, you know, come up to him, and they're like, you know, pulling out the the, the tube and so one of the nurses at his side was like oh my god you look beautiful and in his head he's like what the hell do you mean I look beautiful I just like what the fuck so he's
0: like you are lying he's bitch he's like you are
1: lying um so you know, as that's going on, they get ready to pull the tube out of his throat, and the nurse starts counting down or counting to three, and goes one, two, and then on two she pulls the tube out. Yep. Yeah, got it. Elements Yeah, surprise. gotta get the surprise in Old there.
0: Old nurse trick. Yeah. Love that. Oldest trick in the book. In the book. Yeah.
1: So uh, Ross finally got his first real breath. And everyone is just, you know, looking at him stunned because he's alive and breathing on his own. And they have no idea who this kid is. They're like, well, who are you? Like, this is Lazarus. Yeah. As so far as they're concerned. Right. So finally, they ask him what his name is because, you know, he didn't have anything to identify him when he came in. and He didn't know his name. He didn't know what year it was, who the president was.
0: Really? So he has nothing?
1: He had no memory when he first woke up. Um, wow. I can't even imagine what that must feel like to I literally know. have
0: no memory. To not even
1: know your own name. Yeah. And be like, who But isn't that I?
0: crazy? Like he could still speak English though, right?
1: Well, yes.
0: I don't, but I'm just saying it's like weird what stays with.
1: For sure. Yeah.
0: And in, in these situations. Yeah.
1: It's really crazy. Um, but yeah, he didn't know anything. Um, but then the doctor was like, well, do you have a phone number of someone that I can reach? And then he remembered his dad's phone number. So really? the yeah, only That's thing, super
0: interesting. Yeah.
1: So the only thing he had was his his father's phone number, which is funny because ingrained. like- Yeah, when he was talking about that, I like took a second and I was like, I know all of like my, my mom's phone number, my dad's phone number, my sister's by heart. Like I have a little song to them because you know, when I was oh, younger- you,
0: you did a little song and dance?
1: Well, you know, like not like a song and dance, but you know, when you type them into like- the phone, it has like, you know, the beeps. So it's like, boop, oh. boop, 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 boop. Like that was the, that oh, was the so number you remember
0: sentence. remember the
1: boops? Yeah, I know the boops. Oh, shit. Do you know the boops? No.
0: I just <laughs> know the numbers. You know, I'm an engineering guy. Sure. I'm a numbers guy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just repeat them over and over again. But I do know, I know, I don't know my brother's number, but I know both of my parents. Mm-hmm. That's the only two that I know by heart. Sure. Period.
1: Well, he knew his dad's number, so he, he's winning. Go. Um yeah so he pulls his, his dad's
0: probably like where the fuck is this kid well yeah it
1: was you know three or four days at this point he just disappeared right so his parents are like what is going on um and so yeah so his family received a call saying we have your son he's been shot but he's alive and they're like what um so his parents rushed to the hospital Um, and as they come into his room, the first thing he says is mom, you can't get mad at me right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what he's concerned about. That's fantastic. Yeah.
1: But, um, she wasn't mad at all. Um, and she was just, you know, relieved that her son was alive and she knew where he was and, you know, he was fine. I mean, you know, mostly fine. Right. Um, considering. Considering. But so... After four days of being in the hospital, they started making him walk again because, you know, he's getting ready to be discharged. And Ross at first was like, what the hell? Why am I already walking and going home? And his father was like, dude, if you lived through this, you can make it through anything. And so the next day. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. He went home the next day.
0: Wait, so four days after he got shot. Four days. He walks out of the hospital. Yeah, he gets. After he got shoddied in the chest. hmm And arm and the head. And
1: had like. Reconstructive sur- surgeries and shit. Whoa! Yeah, crazy. But yeah, that is a
0: quick turnaround, yeah, turnaround. My guy. That's what I. He had motherfucking do. heart surgery.
1: Well, well, actually, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah,
0: that's what you said. And
1: he, and he had um uh i'll I'll post the picture of his like chest um in like the x-ray or whatever on uh on the instagram but he had like because it's a shotgun so it has all the pellets and shit i understand that yeah so all the he had like 24 pellets or so maybe more than that like in his all spread out his chest so he had to like get all those out he had Uh, so he probably had birdshot probably i don't know yeah yeah so he sent home after four days um where am i yeah. So he went home and the day after he made it home, um, two detectives from the FBI come to his house to ask him if he knows the kid who shot him. And, you know, obviously Ross is like, uh, yeah, that's the guy who shot me because, oh, so the, the detectives were like, oh, do you know this person, this, this kid? And he's like, yes. Did they
0: show him a picture? Yeah. Oh, or I don't know
1: if they, no, they didn't show him a picture yet, but they said his name. And, Ross was like, yes, I know yeah. that guy. He shot me. And um, and then they showed him a picture of, like, I think in a lineup, and he was able to pick him out because, you know, he's known this kid for years, and he also shot him. So he knows him.
0: Yeah, you'd think you'd
1: remember that face. Yes. And then they told Ross that they actually already had him in custody. Um, and Ross is like, um, how? I just woke up a few days ago, and I didn't even know my own name. So, like, <laughs> how?
0: What's going on?
1: Yeah, what the what? So... The detectives then told him that the day the kid shot him, he called another friend who told him about shooting Ross because he thought he had killed Ross and he was trying to, like, gloat. Um,
0: Oh, he was trying to gloat.
1: Yeah. So we're going to talk later about the reason why he shot Ross. But so he called his friend and told him about it. Um, And both of these kids were 15 years old. So, like... I can't even imagine, like, a 15-year-old shooting someone. It's crazy. There it is. Yeah,
0: Jesus. It's quite the dark place to be in at 15.
1: Yeah. Um, so that friend that our friend Tony calls, not our friend, but, you know, and not his real name, but Tony, Um, that friend hangs up on Tony and then uh, immediately calls the cops.
0: <laughs> oh, so the person he gloated to, like, just ratted on him immediately. Yes. As he should.
1: As he should um yeah and then um as this kid is coming home in ross's car he's met in his front yard by the SWAT team so he good. he was immediately picked up yeah good yeah so now all ross had to do was testify against him in court um and ross rolls up to court in his wheelchair with no teeth 105 pounds arms in a, or arm in a cast and his head was still stapled from you know the stapled yeah like you know stitches or staples or whatever Okay, I yeah. thought you meant
0: he had, like, a halo. What? Like, a halo holding his head up. Oh, like no, like, you know and...
1: when they use, like, staples in your head? Yeah, or like instead in... of stitches? Yeah, so yeah. he still had staples in his head. Wow, um, a
0: little Frankenstein showing up to court.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Damn. hmm and he had to sit in front of what he described as 40 of this kid's family members, and um, the kid couldn't even look Ross in the eye, um, so... Wow, what a coward. Yeah, he said he had his head down the entire time. So... He told his story that day, and then he comes back um, for this kid's final sent- sentencing. Oh, my God. Hello. Sentencing? Yes. Um, Smell toast? <laughs> not yet. Um, but at that point, he was already healed, so he walked into court that day. Um, so this kid, listen, get a little of this crap. This kid comes into court in a purple suit, a top hat, a cane, and sunglasses, and he's smiling.
0: What does he think he's a fucking pimp? I What's guess so. going on here? I don't know,
1: but and his family was there again, and they were all cheering him on. Wow! Isn't
0: that what a scene?
1: What a scene! What a scene! Like a purple suit. <laughs> Hello.
0: It's like I can't even imagine. Like your, are his parents there. Or like his your son is. Walking into the courtroom pimping.
1: Yeah, he just described you're it as. Cheering his, him on yeah. after
0: he literally tried to murder somebody.
1: Yeah, I mean, he just. Ross described it as his friends and family. So I don't know, you know, his well, parents, his friends, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so they were all saying, and to make what matters even worse, they're cheering on this kid and they're shitting on Ross. And they're like, way to. Oh, they were like hyping this kid up and they're like, way to shoot Ross. And then they sh- uh, called out Ross. Oh, well, they're
0: encouraging him. They're
1: encouraging of course. I mean, they're cheering him on. They're literally cheering him on. Okay. And then they're they're telling him, like, Yeah, you shot Ross, like, good job, go get him. And then Ross comes what in the fuck? and they call Ross a coward and um they're like, Oh, like, fuck you, Ross, you coward Because they were mad that he went to the police and involved them instead of, you know
0: But he didn't. Well he didn't he was yeah. in a fucking coma.
1: For sure. He totally didn't. But, you know, he's Ross said, um, they were pissed off for quote taking the justice route because i guess you settle it in the streets or i i I don't know but like oh yeah
0: that will end ugly yeah so that never ends well
1: no not great so the judge told this kid that he was really lucky that ross was such a warrior because now he kind of gets a second chance um because if Ross had died, he would have gotten life in prison. But because he lived, he was only sentenced to 35 years. Um, so, you know.
0: Yeah, so he'll be 50. Yeah. Well, he'll probably be like 40 or hmm. younger because he'll get out on good behavior. Maybe, unless he's, he's a total bad
1: behavior. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. sound like a great guy.
0: No, but, you know, he's 15.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But, holy shit. Holy shit. Could you imagine... Like, 40 people in, like, the peanut gallery of this, like, courtroom cheering on the person who shot you Mm -hmm. three times.
1: Yeah. Doesn't make you feel good. And
0: then they're, like, shitting on you for going the justice route. But it's not even his fault because he he didn't... What else would you do? Like, even if he wasn't... Didn't give them anything, Mm
1: -hmm. they
0: would still end up in court. Like, the state has an obligation to persecute murders. For sure. Dude. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go around murdering people. You know? It's yeah. the law, bro. Right. It's that, the law, dude.
1: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So
0: he got sentenced to 35 thirty five years. Yep,
1: thirty five years. Um Yeah. And I don't know his name because Ross never named him. Um
0: in the court documents like
1: I couldn't I couldn't find his name. I searched for a little while to try to find okay. this kid's name, but Um, yeah, and we'll talk about it. We have a quote from Ross later why he was, he was like, I'm not going to give this kid clout for trying to murder me, but, right, um,
0: probably a good move.
1: Yeah. So the reasoning behind the shooting was because, um, this kid was actually trying to join a gang, um, or at least it's speculated that he was trying to join a gang and his initiation was to kill a random person. And unfortunately he picked Ross. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Why would you
1: pick Ross? I don't know. I mean, I guess because you know he kind of has a level of trust with ross so he was able to get him alone you know right i don't know easy an easy target literally the
0: initiation was to kill someone
1: yeah and actually we're going to talk about some gang shit right now you want to hear about it yes yeah so gangs thrive on loyalty of their members and yeah no shit you know from top to bottom hierarchy uh and a sense of belonging is key to keeping people from leaving and you know fostering a sense of meaning in its members so a gang member might be asked at any time to kill torture steal um, or even commit acts of extreme sexual violence on the orders of their bosses Um, and in order to ensure members carry out those orders with no questions asked they are groomed and made to go through tough initiations in order to join their crime families so i kind of wanted to name a few known initiation crimes because why not you know
0: yeah, I've also heard um, of initiations where people will drive around and, with their headlights off at night. Mm-hmm. And the people who, like, you know, you give them, like, a sign, like, hey, your headlights are off. You flash your brights at them. Yeah. But the first person to do that is the car that they kill.
1: That's so fucked up. Yeah.
0: I believe so it, So it's, like, just trolling.
1: Yeah, that's terrible. Trolling for murder. Yeah. Um, and I have a couple of couple of gang initiations. Let's, uh hear them. At first, I was like, should I name... These gangs, but then I was like, You're being paranoid, yeah. <laughs> like, well, the Bloods and the Crips aren't gonna come after you, it's fine, yeah. Um,
0: unless they hear the podcast, unless
1: they hear the podcast. I mean, they are in LA, I'm pretty sure,
0: yeah, that, they're, that is true, they're definitely but here. we're in Detroit <laughs> for now, for the story, well, yeah,
1: for the story. But the, this, these, the, 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 the national, the gangs I'm about to name are not in Detroit, oh, okay, yeah, so. All right, well, one of them is the Knights Templar, which is apparently no longer even a gang because their leader died. So, but according to testimonies, new members of the cartel, um, because it was like a, you know, cartel gang, were reportedly forced to eat children's hearts as a part of their initiation. Whoa. It is believed, yeah, it is believed the gang is no longer in operation. Like I said, yeah, but eat children's hearts. It was like cannibalism and stuff as their initiation.
0: Holy shit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of does it get worse? Well, they're not good. I mean, that one's pretty bad, but they're all pretty bad. You know, um, the Crips were uh, they are they have a reputation of as one of the cruelest organizations on earth. And um, new members have to be what they call squared in, which means a part of their initiation is being beaten by nearly half a dozen members of the gang to see how they handle it. That's their initiation, which honestly is kind of the least bad, in my opinion. Um, Wait,
0: what? So they just get jumped by six of the members?
1: Yeah. They just get their the shit kicked out of them. Whoa. Because that's their initiation. Okay. They've got to toughen them up. So um, the Bloods have their new recruit to carry out what's called a Buck 50. Um, and a Buck 50 is the name of a deep cut to the face that requires 150 stitches and would leave a nasty scar the victim would have for the rest of their life. So they just, like, slash people's faces. Um and for multiple gangs, there are also, there's also a lot of sexual exploitation. Um, and according to a 2019 research paper led by the Medical College of Wisconsin, there are some 30,000 gangs and estimated 1 million juvenile gang members in the United States. So, wow. yeah, the study also references previous research that found gang-affiliated youth first having sex between 13 and 14 years old, which, you know, leaves many children and young adults open to sexual exploitation. Um, and it said the role of sex within gangs is initially evident in gang initiation right namely sexing in wherein prospective female gang members to gain membership so
0: i'm confused what that means um like, girls who want to join have to
1: yeah like, like perform sex acts Ugh. and also like maybe prostitution like just in general like bad stuff
0: but it's only the female members
1: I don't know I don't I doubt it but I'm sure it's like majority female but also you know I'm sure in you know right the young boys they're like egging them on too you know yeah so yeah and then what you have um you know what this kid tried to do Ross murder initiation there are there's a gang in Central America that formally or uh, blah, blah, blah. hello yeah so there's a gang in Central America that formal entry into the gang requires the initiates to pass what's called you know a final exam which means committing murder that's like what their final exam is and yeah so those are some (laughs) because what do you say they're
0: gonna commit murder and yeah you know murder anyone because what do you say yeah what do you say all right so um after hearing this whole story, I'm pretty sure that I've heard this before. What? But I didn't, I wasn't 100% sure. Oh, Ross? This story, yeah. Ross
1: Capuchini?
0: I didn't know his name, mm-hmm. but I had seen a video of this on YouTube, I'm almost certain. Uh, because it's like basically the same storyline. Sure. And um, one of the details that I remember distinctly that mm-hmm. you didn't mention was that when he woke up, he coughed out BBs? the pellets from the I, shotgun.
1: Yeah, he actually did say that. Although yeah. I um, I didn't, like, you know, the way he's telling the story, not that I'm, like, accusing him of, like, lying at all, because I don't think he was, but it, it seemed like the way he was telling it, he was kind of, like, embellishing just a tad. And I didn't, when he said, like, oh, you know, I took my first breath and I coughed up tar and BBs, I thought he was just, like, embellishing a little bit, you know? Oh Okay, I don't know which is what kind of why I left it out. Maybe that was <laughs> not bad or that was not good But um, but he did say that so that's yeah, maybe that's true. I don't know
0: But yeah, I can't imagine but that was crazy to me. Yeah, but that, he, is, like, he is a he was Yeah, it also okay to entertain your point Like it does seem weird that they wouldn't have pulled that out during the multiple surgeries that he had Yeah, like, that's the what i I mean, I yeah. guess if they
1: could have been in his lungs and he could have coughed them out. I don't know. It just seemed a little bit far-fetched to me, which is kind of why I left it out. But,
0: yeah, um, but, but, you know,
1: yeah not I mean. We're
0: going to victim blame here. No, of
1: course not. I mean, I'm not saying he... Or, it was a cool story. I don't know.
0: What, what would you call that? Gaslighting? I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But, but that's fucking wild.
1: It's really wild. And he's actually a really good storyteller. Um, I'm going to leave a link to the video of him um, telling his story just, you know, firsthand on YouTube because it's, it's only 14 minutes long. And he's like, he, it's, it's really entertaining to listen to. He's like a really yeah, good storyteller. So but he's
0: like, so a matter of fact, he is. Just like boom, boom, yeah. hear the facts.
1: I mean, he tells the entire story of what I just told you in 14 minutes. So he's,
0: so he's a much more efficient storyteller than you are. Is what you're telling me. <laughs> well,
1: I gotta put on a show. Hello. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta put on a show. I gotta, the show must go on. What's you know his what last saying? name? Capicione. Capicione. Yeah. So so this is the reason why Ross never came out with the name of who shot him. Um, he, this is a quote from actually a Facebook post that he put up in 2014, I believe. It said, um, another reason why no one knows who shot me or proof that I went to court is one, because no one needs to know who tried to kill me, and he doesn't need a shout out or fame for his attempt at murder. And two, there was no proof of the court date and trial, um, because I didn't want it to be seen by the public. If anyone is, was going to share my story to the world, it was going to be me.
0: So. amen. Yeah. Amen, Ross.
1: Yeah. I, I like him, you know? So Ross said for a really long time after he was really paranoid in public and he had a really hard time trusting people. Um, he yeah, said, no oh, shit, Ross. Yeah, no shit, guy.
0: A guy, you know, for 10 years shoots you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's uh, pretty damaging for. Trust
1: For sure. Um, And he said, for instance, being on a public bus was a nightmare because he didn't trust anyone. And he was just like surrounded by these people. Um, And so for a while, his mother had to take care of him like he was an infant. You know, she had to wash him, change him, feed him the whole nine. It was like really hard for him. Because
0: he's in a wheelchair and like very much injured. How long did it? How long did, like, did he fully recover or no?
1: Yes, he did absolutely fully recover. I don't know exactly how long it took for him to get fully recovered. Um, but, you know, it took him a really long time, not only physically to recover, but also mentally. And, like, you know, get himself in the mindset of, like, oh yeah you know, wanting to, you know, get back to the way he was and not just feel sorry for himself. Um, and... So, you know, he was 17 years old and he felt really helpless, which was just really hard. Um, and his, but his parents, you know, kept reassuring him that he just had to give it time and he would get back to normal someday. Um, and, you know, his friends would come to visit him and hang out with him. And then he started to feel a little bit more positive. And he said one day he woke up and he just decided that this is his world and he's going to start acting like it. So that's when everything kind of turned around for him. Um, and he said he'd get through physical therapy by connecting it to skating. Um, He said when he couldn't do something at first, he'd just think back to trying to learn a trick and remember that it takes time and repetition. So, you know, he just started living his life again, which is great.
0: Fantastic.
1: And there was a hip hop artist from Massachusetts named Joyner Lucas, who wrote a song about the incident called Ross Capicchione. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's actually called that, but it seems I don't
0: would be fitting
1: pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, he heard this story and how gangs initiate their members by murder. And he decided to make this song to educate everyone on the crime and the danger of gangs. Um, yeah. And Ross said he feels very blessed because it gave him an entirely new perspective on life. Um, it makes him really grateful for what he has and, you know, just life in general. And today he's thriving. He's a successful activist for human rights. He has a wife and a daughter and he's still skateboarding and he looks happy and he's got some cool tats, which is sick. Oh,
0: amazing. <laughs> on top of it all.
1: On top of it all. Did he
0: get a tat like where?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be pretty,
0: pretty fucking boss. He's got
1: some cool scars. Yeah. You know. So, yeah that's that's the story of Ross and he's thriving today yeah I love it he's got a cute little daughter he's got a family yeah for sure wow yeah that's that is that on that you know
0: anything else to say
1: about it I don't know do
0: you I don't know I feel like it was weird because as you were telling the story I was like I was realizing I was like oh I've already heard this and Mm -hmm. I wasn't 100% sure until you mentioned the court case Mm -hmm. uh because, like, the exact, he described the exact same thing. Mm. And I just remember thinking, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Like, what kind of world, or what kind of scene would that be? I know. To, like, be in that courtroom. Could you also, could you, I would imagine that his family was there as well. Witnessing Ross's? this whole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, witnessing this, like, whole circus play out, really. Mm-hmm. And, like, 40 people. I mean, shitting on your son for going to the cops and cheering on your son's attempted murderer.
1: For sure. I mean, if I have to take a guess at who his like 40 family members were or friends, it probably was the gang he was trying to become a part of. Yeah. You know, that would
0: make sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I because was it his family really? Or was Mm -hmm. it the gang? I don't know. Because the gang makes more sense to me. I mean, it like sounds like the gang. Any sane parent would not be cheering on.
1: Yeah, Ross didn't say, you know,
0: parents. That behavior, you know, usually in parenting books, I would hope that they denounce such things.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm sure you know? that like,
0: <laughs> the old handbook says, I'm, uh, no, no.
1: Right. I'm, I'm sure that it wasn't his like, extended family and, like, cousins and aunts and uncles. I'm sure it was, like... But that's
0: kind of how you made it seem when you were, like, his family and friends.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... You were,
0: like, you said family first. So sure. I was like,
1: what? I get the confusion. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's just how Ross described it, so that's how I'm retelling it to you. Fair enough. But, um, but yeah, he said it was, like, a packed a packed thing of people just, like, whoop, like hooping and hollering. Hooping. I don't know. That's what came out of my mouth. Hooping. Hooping and hollering.
0: How does one hoop? you like that? also like is there anything the judge can do it's like are you fucking serious like
1: well the judge like was a, just
0: cheering on
1: yeah well the judge was like you're you're one lucky kid you know you're you're lucky this kid didn't die because yeah. I, I would be happy to give you life but yeah you get a second chance you stupid idiot you know
0: yeah so he's um this happened in 2007 Seven, yeah so he gets out and do the math
1: when 42, i don't know to 2042 tell love that so yeah who knows but anyway do you have a good thing this week i do tell me about it
0: uh number one pt working for sure uh, i've gotten back i've run two miles uh one mile twice and felt almost no pain good so like crazy how quickly that turned around so big advocate of pt those people that go to school for an insignificant amount of time are doing stuff um <laughs> number 2 <laughs> we got a massage gun oh yeah and i have to say this is not an ad but you need to get one they're fantastic <laughs> it's um it basically looks like a drill but um it just
1: like punches you <laughs> yeah
0: there's different attachments for like i don't know like a sphere on yeah. the end of it you plug it into this thing and it'll just like
1: vibrates you it's It'll cool. just like,
0: puncher you know, knots. Your Yeah. Yeah. And um, I have a number of, like, therapeutic massage things. Like, I have three foam rollers. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a cane. I have a therapy cane. Yeah, I was just going to say.
1: I have it all. I was just going to say. I've the tried a- it all. The amount of, like, massage equipment or, like physical therapy equipment yep. we've acquired over the past year is stupid.
0: Yeah. I have like, like two to three sets of bands, heating pad, and I yep. have ice, pack, ice I packs, have a exercise ball. I have,
1: I, I got, got a, I got a vibrating like back massager thing for Christmas this year.
0: Yes. <laughs> which I got. And it's, fantastic. it's pretty fantastic. That also is great. But the massage gun is the best. It's pretty cool. Of all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have like really deep knots, that's what I have. And, um,
1: Thank you yeah, for the I can't, I
0: can't sell it enough.
1: Yeah, you're doing um, great. It,
0: it feels so good. <laughs> okay. So that's my good thing is that I finally, my knots are starting to.
1: Good. Yeah. Go um, away. Sure. My good thing, we have like nothing going on, so there's not much, but um, we, I found a game. Well, Alex showed me a game yes, on Xbox I that I actually like.
0: I found it for you. Yeah.
1: I, I like I can never get into any sort of like video games, um, but I found except a f- for
0: Mario Kart, except
1: for Mario Kart. But we don't have a switch. And that's sad. But
0: but maybe soon,
1: maybe it's maybe someday. We'll see. But um, but yeah, there's this game that I found that I like and that's my good thing. So that's cool. And yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, if you would like to follow us on Instagram and keep up with the pictures and links we post, follow us at not today underscore podcast. If you or anyone you know has a story of survival or true crime or paranormal or anything of that nature, please send us an email at notodaypodcast.gmail.com We would love to hear from you. Um, anything else?
0: That's it. that's it. Just keep breathing. Yeah, yeah.